lift off and the clock has started. Welcome to That Pixel Life. This is episode 270, recording November 19th, 2023. Guys, dude, before we get into it, serious note here. I want to apologize. You know, last week I told you guys that Zach was at a PTA meeting. That was a lie. I'm sorry. As you know, a couple weeks back, he died in the G6 plane crash, and <laughs> me and Shannon, we were going to get him cremated take him to the Raider Stadium. Unfortunately, prior to that, Zach went to Vegas. He is banned from the state of Nevada. Even his ashes <coughs> are banned from the state of Nevada. So, unfortunately, we can't take him to the Raider Stadium, put his ashes on the 40-yard line like we promised. So, his family did the respectable next best thing, and they're going to dump his ashes in front of the churro stand at Disneyland, which is what he wanted after the Raider Stadium thing, so that's what they're doing. So, T's and P's didn't mean to lie to you guys. It was just, it was a lot. You know, it was hard to break it to you. But to get through this with me and more, I have with me, as always, Shannon. Shut it down more. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we got to hold it down. We got to shut it down. Uh, I mean, we got to do everything we can for our boy. Uh, you know, who's just missing in action bro like uh, you know he had a he got a taste of freedom is what happened and like the boys living his best life like just ashes everywhere <laughs> in the wind Dude. everywhere you know and <laughs> i i do want to say though that you know before you know zach's acting i saw at disneyland with his family um they were in ride, it, like the ride for the Star Wars, Rise of the Resistance, whatever, and the ride apparently broke down when they were towards the front, and I'm like, yep, <laughs> that sounds, I, I, I showed that to Megan, and she was laughing, she's like, yeah, that sounds about right, and I'm like, yeah, that sounds about our last experience going there, so. Introduce your kids to the heartbreak right off the bat, like, this is what it's like to go to Disneyland, kids, like, you stand in line for four hours, you get to the front, the ride breaks, and then you basically go stand in another line and hope that it doesn't break. <laughs> uh so you know hopefully they're they're holding it down out at disneyland hopefully you know not all the rides broke down this time and they were actually able to uh get on some so uh, dude those kids out there they're living their best life i mean they went to the water park they've gone to disneyland i mean like they're doing all of the hot ticket items down there so i mean they're sleeping in bunk beds i mean they're having the time dude, of their lives it's like summer vacation in november for them right now mm-hmm. dude i'll tell you what in arizona it's been uh it's been a little like you were talking about california was getting a little stormy mm-hmm. we've been getting it and man mm-hmm. let me tell you it was like oh it's gonna rain tonight da, da, da. i thought you know maybe a light sprinkle little whatever i woke up and i looked outside and i had about three different ponds going on <laughs> in my backyard and i was mm-hmm. like dude no and i opened the bedroom door instant smell of wet dog and I was like, fuck <laughs> my floors were ruined 
they came to greet me in the morning to both the girls were soaking wet and I was like, no, so I had to throw them all in their crates and it took like three towels to dry my floor off and it's oh. caked in mud. The couch was disgusting. I went through an entire thing of leather wipes trying <laughs> to clean it up. It was brutal. We uh we just on Dis- we're going through Disney Plus because my son has this week off, so we're trying to like get things uh that are interesting for him to watch. So today we started watching Beethoven, and that's the only thing that basically reminded you. I mean, like you saying that just basically reminded of that scene where like the guy comes home and it's raining, and he like looks inside and there's just muddy paw prints from the front door, and he's like looking through the house and he's walking up the stairs and he gets into the bedroom and there's just this huge wet Saint Bernard on his bed that's just rolling around in mud. And then the dog stands up and does like the slow motion shake, and he's just like, yeah, as he's getting like covered in slime and like mud it, and stuff. <laughs> it really was like that, dude. There was, I followed the footprints. It was like a fucking family circus comic strip with little footprints going around everywhere around the house. Like, there was mud on the TV. There was like mud all over the side of the desk in the living room. I was like, God damn it, dude. Can't win. I just you know cleaned the floors like a month ago, and I'm like, man. Mm hmm. Do you, so do you have like a Yankee candle store like around you where you could just like go get like I don't know like a whole bunch of like birthday cake candles and just like light that shit up in your house so it doesn't smell like wet dog? Dude, so luckily we do have quite the collection in the kitchen going on of not Yankee candles but mm-hmm. uh Megan usually picks up a few of the whatever they're called threshold whatever the target brand of okay. candles and then sometimes uh we'll Usually, like, around now is when we're going to probably end up going, like, Bath and Body Works, and we like to get, like, the Sweather Wetter and, like, the Teak Mahog, whatever fucking <laughs> candles that they have, okay. and usually we uh-huh. get, like, six of them, and mm-hmm. it's so funny, because so much, like, I'll go to, like, light the candle, and Megan's like, dude, what are you doing? And I'm like, dude, lighting the candle. She's like, no, you don't burn that one. And I'm like, that's <laughs> the whole point. Like, why the fuck do we, like, you open the lid just to, like, with the slight aroma of the candlelight? The whole point is to burn the candle. And she's like, tell me, like, you can't light this one, this one, or this one. And it's like, okay, I guess we're just holding on the candles now. <laughs> those are show candles. Like, you can't, yeah, you can't those light are... the show candles. <laughs> yeah. It's like the, you know, the guest hand towels. You can't use the guest hand towels. Exactly. Uh, so, uh, I think we're going to go into candle hour here, because I got to ask you. Like, what is, like, you have a choice of scented candles. Like, are you choosing, like, the baked goods ones, like, the cookie ones? Are you more of, like, an outdoorsy guy? Like, are you going with, like, a sandalwood kind of, like, you know, like, oaky Mm. smell? Or are you, like, more of, like, one of those, like, weird, like, it's just kind of, like, breezy Sundays where it's just, like, this mixture of, like, I don't know, 20 different scents that they put together in a candle? So, most of the ones we usually get, like, we don't really do, like, like, sometimes there's, like, for, like, pumpkin, like, usually, like, the sugar cookie ones, like, kind of, like, don't really have, like, a smell to it that much, but sometimes there's, like, some good, like, like, pumpkin muffin Mm -hmm. or, like, whatever, like, some of those are really good. Mm -hmm. Uh, Most of the time, though, we do, like, more, like, the outside, like, outdoorsy ones where it's, like, oh, the, like, you said sandalwood or, like, the, uh, Megan got one before where it was, like, I think it was called like leather and whiskey or like, you know, something like that. And that <laughs> smelled really good. Like smelled kind of like I walked into almost like a cigar shop type of like a high end cigar shop. Though. That's dope. That's a smell um, that I would like. Yeah. So like we she likes more of like the outdoor. Like sometimes there's like the like I said, like the flannel, I think is like one of the scents that uh, Bath and Body Works has and stuff that she really likes that we usually go for. But for the most part, yeah, we kind of like that, like pine, pine tree kind of like smell. What about mm-hmm. what about you? 
Well, uh, you know, it's it's kind of a sad thing because um, I'm allergic to Christmas trees, all scents of Christmas trees and everything like that. So like, Oof. like during the Christmas time, like you you if you want to keep me out of your house, like a get a real Christmas tree, b like light up one of them like uh, pine like Christmas candles. That being said, I I'm a sucker for a, like a sugary sweet like like the sweeter the smell the better like give me like the sugar cookie give me like the birthday cake give me like a pumpkin vanilla like you know scented candle like I love those I relish them my father in law hates them and he you know he lives with us for a couple months out of the year so when he comes in and he smells that he's just like turn that like like put that shit out like I don't <laughs> want that like polluting my nostrils it's gross so like you know we have to meet somewhere in the middle. Um, so, you know, typically we'll, we kind of do the same thing. We'll, we'll kind of go with like a, uh, like a clean linen kind of smelling like candle. And that's where we, that's kind of where we land in this house. Dude, one time, I don't even know where we got it from, but we had this candle that was legit a like green apple Jolly Rancher candle. Ooh, that's a good one. Dude, I wanted to eat it. Like I've never (laughs) wanted to eat a candle so bad in my life. Uh-huh. I I was like, dude, it smelled exactly like a green apple Jolly Rancher. It was wild. That uh, yes, the candle science nowadays is so much better than growing up. Like in my, you know, when I was growing up in my with living with my parents, like their candle selection was just bunk. Dude, my parents never had scented candles. It was always just normal, plain ass. Just it's wax. <laughs> so <laughs> that was it dude like then what did you do what did you use to hide your stench in the bathroom bro like you didn't light a candle or anything it was like you just had glade spray that you were just like spraying up in the air like in friday like don't go in there for 10 15 20 minutes like yeah i think so i honestly think it was glade spray actually <laughs> i think that was legitimately it that or it was like i think febreze spray or something it was like uh, yeah. one of those mm-hmm. uh, then the floor is always sticky when you walk out you're just like dude what the <laughs> so there's some pissed all over the floor <laughs> oh dude no it's the febreze dude because you spray it up i mean it falls down and then it traps like the stench bubbles on the floor in like this sticky mess so you gotta clean it up like once a week if, you sp- if you're pooping in there like it's b- pissing on the dude like i don't know <laughs> dude come on knock it off your aim is better than that don't make me cringe like 15 minutes into our first into our episode all right just I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> now I got an image of you pissing on the floor. <laughs> you know, it happens, Shannon. Like, <laughs> but you know what else happens is uh, Nintendo, the, you know, we didn't really get to talk about a lot of news last week. You know, Shannon, very sick kid. So, you know, we, we did the abridged episode, so we didn't get to go over much of the news from last week, but there wasn't a lot to talk about anyway. But Nintendo had another Indie World Showcase, and... Honestly, this was probably one of the more underwhelming uh, indie showcases they've had as of late. There wasn't really that much that even I was, like, super interested in. Like, we're getting, uh, I think it's an updated, like, it was Shantae Advance. So, it's the Game Boy Advance Shantae. It's coming to Switch. Um, there was this one game, Howl, though, that looked pretty cool, where it has a very interesting art style, and um, it's kind of like card-based, kind of like board stuff. It seems like something Zach, you know, would definitely be interested in. Uh, one of the ones which they brought up before, I think, in a previous Direct, that came out that day was, uh, I think it's called Backpack Hero, and it's a roguelike where you, like, cover 
like you kind of have Resident Evil inventory and like your backpack and you're collecting items and like selling them, going through like dungeons and doing whatever. Like that looked pretty cool, so I threw I threw that on the wish list. There's just too many games this year. I'm like, dude, I'm not getting to that anytime this year. Like maybe when that's on sale sometime down the road, we'll check that out. That uh, I mean, but, that's cool. Like the one thing that caught my that caught my eye was uh, Persona Five. Tactica? Like, so it's pers- in the Persona universe with the characters that you know and love, but it's more of a tactics-based game? Like, I never really liked Persona just because it had, like, a, like a time-restriction element, like, between universes, but, like, this one seems pretty cool, I guess? Yeah, so, so um, yeah, it's basically, like, Persona 5 mixed with, like, Mario and Rabbids is kind hmm. of what it looks like. Um, it is on Game Pass, hmm. and it is also out right now. I have it installed on the Xbox. I just have not gotten a chance to play it yet. So maybe next week you guys will get to hear about that. Um, well, let's be honest. It's probably just going to be you and me again next week because who knows? Like, <laughs> Zach, Zach's probably still going to be in, like, you know, I don't know. He's probably going to be somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, doing something else. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, besides that too, level five also came out and they have a, they're doing their own little direct scheduled for November 29th, which funny enough is Megan's birthday. Hmm. Uh, and you know, they're going to be, I know they have like a professor Layton game in the works that they're going to show. Unfortunately, I kind of predicted this was going to happen, but their, uh, fantasy life, the new Fantasy Life game on Switch is they came out earlier last week, said that it is in fact getting delayed to 2024, which I'm sure we're going to get to see some new gameplay from that. And they'll probably like officially announce hopefully a new release date for 2024 during their little direct that they're doing, which is a bummer. But at the same time, you know, this year has also been chocked full of stuff. So I'm not necessarily sad that it's getting delayed the next year because that gives me more time to actually play it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, I also saw, <laughs> this wasn't in the direct or anything, but as an aside, I saw that, uh, Justice League, or, I always fuck the name up, <laughs> Jesus Christ, Suicide Squad kills the Justice League, uh, finally got a new release date, you know, after getting delayed for the, like, 15th time that I think it's coming out in, like, I think it was, like, April or something like that, uh, and... Who cares, right? It's still a live <laughs> service, whatever. Like this shit was supposed to come out during the first, first Suicide Squad movie, Shannon. That is how long this shit's been. There's been two, two Suicide Squad movies since this thing was in development, and it's like, dude, like, no, who is clamoring for this still? Like, no one, no one, like. Avengers fucking tanked. Like, I don't know why they're even honestly continuing to uh, fucking do this. But, you know, whatever. More more power to them. Just squeak it out, I guess, and let it fade off into, like, Gotham Knights. Just let it drown out in the background. I don't know. You know, like, I tend to be in the other camp, right? So, like, that movie was decent at best right like it wasn't like the pinnacle of like any type of dc movie right like it it probably didn't leave a favorable taste in anybody's mouth right so now here we are like two or three years later and people have forgotten about that movie and how 
you know, weird or like how not cool it was. And like maybe they're willing to give the game a chance because like they forgot like those movies sucked. <laughs> so <laughs> I know, mean, I maybe they'll I get like, money back. I like the James Gunn one. Uh, the first one was really rough though. Um, but for like what it's worth, I I did enjoy the James. I thought the James Gunn one was at least funner than the first one. It was it was all right. Like I didn't like the villain, um, and you know I kind of wish that they didn't. You know that Peacemaker didn't kill off like the one dude who I actually I liked. <laughs> Rick Flag. <laughs> yeah, but you know choices were made. Choice choices and, were know, made. <laughs> you know you, you stand by him. So I mean, yeah, it's I, I'm. It, it's just funny that that thing has been delayed so many times, and that it's <laughs> it's just like a running joke. Like it's, I'm glad it got another date, but it just sets it up to be delayed a little bit longer. Well, you know, so that was all I had for actual news news. But I wanted to ask you, Shane. You know, Turkey Day mm-hmm. coming up next week. Next week, thanks sure. this this year, this month, this decade gone by incredibly fast mm-hmm. but i want to know like dude what are you looking forward to for Thanksgiving? like what what's your i i think we have this conversation every year but I'm oh yeah fucking horrible dude but like dude what are you looking forward to for thanksgiving uh this year i think i'm looking forward to some time off <laughs> from my <laughs> job <laughs> uh so yeah um you know just just to kind of gear up i i feel like this year like it go, ebbs and flows right like Every once in a while, people are like, you know, let's enjoy things for what they are. Let's let's enjoy Halloween, and then let's enjoy Thanksgiving, and let's enjoy Christmas. This year, people are like, fuck Thanksgiving. Like, we're going straight into Christmas time. I need that Christmas joy in my life, and I need it right now. Like, like this is for some reason, this has been like a rut. Like the first year out of full year out of COVID has been like a real rough year for a lot of people, I guess. And like, they just want that holiday spirit. So it's like, what I want this year is for people to fucking enjoy Thanksgiving. Just wait, just push Christmas off until the day after Thanksgiving. I don't care. Like I don't I, it it's not Christmas's time yet, bro. Like let's enjoy this like pumpkin spice latte moment just a little bit longer. Enjoy your time with your families and then get into the crazy like Christmas decorating, like buying presents, like hanging out with like, you know, everybody getting like super drunk celebrating the end of the year. Like that's cool. I mean, good for you guys. Like that—that's all I want this year. How about you, Justin? Dude, I'll tell you what I want. I want some yams. <laughs> I want some mashed potatoes. Uh, dude, some green bean casserole. Um, dude, I love it every year. I don't know why. It's like almost impossible. Seems like it's almost impossible to find anymore. I love the fucking like brown and serve rolls. Okay. From the grocery store. Megan hates them, but I'm like, dude, <laughs> I love them. Like, just get a pack for me. I will eat them all. <laughs> like, the bottoms get nice and, like, burnt. And I'm like, yes. I'm like, that's what it's like tradition. Like, me and my mom love it. Like, my dad and Megan don't understand. But I'm like, yes. The brown and serve rolls, love it. And you just split them open and put a little ham, turkey. Mm-hmm. Like, dump some gravy on it, dude. Just, I just dunk it in my mashed potatoes. I don't even care. Make little sliders. I was going to say, you know what happened is those got, like, usurped by, like, the Hawaiian rolls now. Like, everybody wants them Hawaiian, Hawaiian rolls, like, to go. That's their, true. And that know. is what, like, with Megan's family and stuff when we do Thanksgiving, that's kind of, like, what they like. And we get we get the Hawaiian rolls mm-hmm. and stuff, which 
are good, and I do like them, but man, like, me, I'm like, why not both? I'm like, I can have my brown and serve. I love bread. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I don't carbs, care. they're my friend. Yeah. I love carbs. Uh, I kind of stepped in it because I had a, a, like, so I had a quarterly safety training um, with my work because, you know, we do dangerous things with uh, moving, moving uh, parts and stuff. And they want us to be you safe. You don't say. Going into the holidays. <laughs> uh, so uh, at this meeting, um, we have some tool reps come by and they brought this, this stuff called Starbread. And I don't know if like this is like a chain that's like across the nation or if this is just in California. But let me tell you, this bread is like pure crack. Like, I mean, it is like the whitest, softest, sweetest bread. And then on top of that, when they're done baking it, they dip it in butter. And then they bake it again. And then they dip it in butter. And then they like glaze it with sugar. And then they sell it soft. So it's like it's like just baked, right? It's just ready to go. It's just crispy enough to be more, like you know, it's hot, right? So it's just crispy enough to know that it's fresh out of the oven, but it's soft on the inside. And with the butter and like the sugar, it is just the perfect combination, right? So I came home and I told my wife, I was like, uh, so like maybe we should get like this as like a part of like our holiday thing, and sh- and she makes the best. Butterhorn rolls. Like, she hand makes butterhorn rolls that are killer to die for, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, she makes enough, like, between Thanksgiving and Christmas, like, for both holidays, and then enough to kind of last us in between both. And she was like, So, what you're saying is you don't want me to make these rolls, and you just want me, you just want to have this, like, st- this store bought, like, bullshit, basically, is what you want, right? And I was like, Uh, I realize what I did here, but it's too late to pull it back. So I'm sorry. And I'm going to take my lumps. Right. <laughs> so, you know, it, it was, it was touch and go for a couple days. Uh, but we, we're back on the butter hole, butter, butterhorn roll, like uh, uh train. And I'm very happy for that. You're like, coincidentally, I am not allowed to mention this other bread <laughs> ever again in the house. It was a mistake. Yeah. Don't don't bring it into the house. Don't don't do anything with it. Just you know, pretend it doesn't exist. <laughs> oh man, that's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the, uh, the. I mean, if that's the only holiday drama I have to deal with this year, I would be happy with that. You know, amen. Mm-hmm. I know, like this year, you know, instead of with Megan's family, instead of doing gifts or like whatever, like we normally do. Megan tried to pitch it last year where she's like, you know, family trip. Let's just do a fucking family instead of trying mm-hmm. to buy everyone. Everyone's old enough. Like, Megan's youngest brother, Killian's, like, 14 at this point. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, just let's not even do Christmas for we don't need Christmas or whatever. Let's just do a trip. And that's just easy. Like, everyone can be happy. Like, whatever, which is why, you know, this year we're going to Disneyland for Christmas. That's rad. Um, but, uh, you know... I'm thinking, I'm looking here, there was all those bodies, you know, at the trailer park. I see a lot of flashing lights. Uh, looks like, you know, there's, morgue is over there. Looks like there's a lot of, a lot of county is involved. I don't want to go anywhere near there. Let's just zoom on past the trailer park, Shannon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Very fast. You know, don't, look, don't pay attention. Don't make eye contact. Yeah, we don't know that guy. I've mm. never been to the trailer park. Um uh, and, you know, I, I want to know, because there's a game that I've been playing. It looks like you've been playing it, and mm-hmm. I'm excited to talk about it, and that's Super Mario RPG 
Legend of the Seven Stars. Whoop, whoop. And I want to know, so what do you think, Jay? Have you been joined? How far are you? Like, how's it been going for you? So I got the first star. <clears throat> okay. So, uh, and I'm, I'm just beyond that. Um, so I don't know if it, it, are you, so are you playing docked or are you playing uh, on the TV? Or uh, like, are you playing in the handheld mode? Sorry. <laughs> are you playing docked or are you playing it docked on your TV? Yeah. Like, what's going on? <laughs> Uh, I have been playing it docked. Okay. Um, do you notice there if there with your s- setup? Do you notice any latency between the controller and like your button pushes and the actions that are happening on the the screen? Mm. Because I just I okay. So maybe it's just me then. Um. Because I just feel that like there's maybe like a second, like a half a second delay between like when I hit the button to either block or add to my attack, and what actually happens on the screen. Um, I know it seems to me like they added the exclamation mark now, so like it kind of gives you like um, like a timer as to when you should be hitting your A to to add on to your attack or defend. Yeah, which is cool. Um, but it just kind of seems like it's disconnected, and it also kind of feels like there's a little bit of lag between um, like in your movement, like when you're moving around the map, like in your you're choosing your direction. It seems like there's a little bit of like a sluggishness, but other than that. I'm enjoying the hell out of this game. Like this was like one of my favorite RPGs um, in the Super Nintendo era, and I am so glad that it's back. The graphics, the the image, the the videos and the imagery that they've used in between, like yeah, it, it's dated, right? Because like it was this was a Super Nintendo game, but like they kind of pay they they kind of you know give you that dated effect but they still make it more current like you know with the way that they they've updated those graphics so i'm really happy with the uh overall outcome of it and i do like the game i like i still love uh you know going around and like doing the battles like i do every battle like i will clear out a map if there is like 20 guys on that map i'm clearing out like all 20 guys like (laughs) I'm sorry, that's just how it is. And Mallow, I don't remember him being as weak as he is, as as weak as he is in this game right now. Like there have been like the first two boss fights with the both with the purple crocodile and the uh the springy sword guy. Like both times like he's only done uh like he only was hitting for like one point of damage. Like he was not a, he was not doing any damage. Like he was a even a magic caster or my healer. And then Mario was my bruiser. So I don't remember it being like that, balanced like that back in the day, but, you know, who knows. But I do like that extra bonus gauge that they have on the bottom now. Um, that's a nice little add. Uh, Toad's, like, random, uh, like, helper, like, thing that he gives you. That's pretty rad. No, that's come in clutch a few times for oh, me. Oh, for sure. Like, there's been times where it's, like, I used up all my FP or whatever, and then mm-hmm. I got the one where it just refilled it, and I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> or one where he does, like, the meteor shower thing and just, like, mm-hmm. wipes out an entire board, and I'm like, yes! I was like, fuck <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, especially in the beginning, because, like, you know, uh, I don't... Uh, that's the other thing, too, is, like, in the OG game, like, you never had characters that were, like, uh, stronger, like the, the guys with the yellow names. I don't feel like that was ever really a thing in the original game. Like, it was... They were always just all, like, standard ca- standard monsters, right? So, like, in this one, to actually have, like, tiered monsters that you were fighting is, is kind of an extra layer of difficulty that I don't mind. I like it a lot. Yeah, no, um, so I am on my way to the fourth star. Damn! 
him. Uh, I think, yeah, it's gone by pretty quick. Um, uh, which I actually, so I'm gonna be forefront with you. I did play Super Mario RPG like when I was younger, mm-hmm. but I never beat it because mm-hmm. I didn't own a Super Nintendo, so I only ever played it at my friend's house, like when we played together. Mm-hmm. And then later on in life, I think I tried playing it on like an emulator or something like that. I just, I don't think I got very far. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is actually going to be my first time like completely playing all the way through. Nice. And it's been a lot of fun because like my first Mario RPG was Paper Mario 64, which I think is also kind of why like I kind of hold that game in like the highest of regards. That was like my first real one that I played beginning to end. Mm-hmm. But no, it's been super good. Uh, so with Mello doing the one damage, because there's like the typing, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's times where there's certain enemies, whatever. Yeah, Mello only is going to hit for like one or two. Uh, but like I think the with the dinosaur, his weakness was fire. So mm-hmm. doing Mario's fireball attack, that's what did like the big damage to him or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I want to say it's like either the second or third boss or whatever, it's like the mellow's like lightning attack is like the one that does like a shit ton of damage. Yeah, it was the it was the one it was it was the the sword with the springy guy on the top. Yeah. yeah. Um and I know yeah, he does hit pretty weak, but I think once you get Gino, uh, you get whatever town that Rose Town or whatever it is, the shop there, you get the weapons for like all like Mario gets like the punching gloves, which then his attack becomes way better. Uh, Gino gets the rocket finger, whatever bullets, and then Mello gets his symbols. And dude, once he gets the symbols, he actually starts hitting for fucking damage. Like, like once I got those, because I've been like leveling up his physical attack, whatever. Like sometimes he'll hit for like one thirty. I'm like, damn boy. I'm like, get it. Like he's actually used because I just got to the point where I got Bowser. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had Bowser, I like switched Mellow for Bowser, and I was kind of like, dude, I don't know, like I'm not really feeling it because Bowser's a lot slower, so it'd be like, oh, Mario, like Gino always goes first, and then Mario, and then usually Mellow would go, but because Bowser was slower, it was starting to go Gino, Mario, and then the enemies had a window to attack, and then Bowser, because his speed was so much slower, mm-hmm. but then I just got Zippy Boots or whatever, and it like gave Bowser like i think plus 10 speed so now he's like on par with everyone else so i'm like okay we're back boys like this is good <laughs> so i'm like bowser's like decent now so i'm like okay i don't want to switch him out mm-hmm. uh and then his special attack with gino and mario like he like launches them in the air and gino like does some dragon ball z fucking bullshit where he shoots like a bunch <laughs> of missiles everywhere i'm like yeah dude i'm like that's just awesome uh, that's, that's good like i always like those special attacks and i you know I, I have like i said i haven't gotten there yet but um graphically are they are they beautiful are they pretty like what do you think yeah no the cutscenes for i think a, lot, a the cutscenes kind of like in between like there was the one for like when you actually get gino and stuff and then like the actual attack cutscenes are very pretty um and that's like really cool like it looks really nice uh, I was also surprised. It's like, dude, sometimes there's just like attacks that just straight up miss. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's not even like your fault. You know, it's just mm-hmm. chance. It's just, mm-hmm. That's kind of crazy to me because it's like compared to like Paper Mario or like Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga. Like, if an attack misses, it's because you fucked up. But this <laughs> is just like you could do everything right, and it's just Mario just like, nope, it misses. And it's like, well, shit, 
I guess he didn't do anything this round. Dude, like, tell fuck me, about me. It. Like it, Yeah, right in the beginning, like when I was doing the 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 fight with the the crocodile guy, like, dude, there was probably like four attacks in a row where uh, Mario missed, like right off the bat, just miss, 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 miss. And I was like, dude, I was like, I'm running out of mushrooms. I have zero FP. Like, my toad meter is only like seventy five percent full. Like. I'm going to get my teeth kicked in like not even an hour into this game if like Mario doesn't start connecting with some stuff. And then, you know, um, and then I, you know, I had like a honey like pot or whatever. And I was like, oh, I'll just use that. And then I was able to get Mario to do um, like one of his fireball attacks. And then that kind of turned like the whole battle around. But yeah, like it's sketch in the beginning, like when your guys are super weak and you you fight those those first couple bosses, it can be kind of challenging. Dude, when I went into the second star boss fight, I completely didn't realize that I had zero FP, which I do like that you can use Melo's like heal ability outside of battle, and it's only like two FP, I'm like, Mario's all fucked up, I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm like, heal, and it like almost fully heals you, so I'm like, yeah, dude, awesome, uh, but I didn't realize I didn't have any, and I went to that fight, and I was like, oh shit, I should have probably healed then, and I was like, ah, oh, it'll be fine, and then the boss like, Makes it so it's like, oh, you can't use anything related to the A button now. And I was like, well, we're fucked. I was like, I really should have. And I literally hit the home button and closed the game. I'm like, nope, we're going back. It saved right before that boss fight. I'm like, dude, we're going to crack open a couple honey pots And then we're going to go into that fight. Because dude, then it's like, I can't use the A button. So it's like, now all I can use is items and specials. And it's like. Well, like, I don't have any FP, so, like, my entire turn's just gonna be me, honeypot, honeypot, like, one special, and then get my teeth kicked in. It's like, dude, that's, like, a waste of turn, bro. I blew it. Uh, but, no, the music is such a banger, though. Like, the new, like, the redone music and stuff is really good. Mm -hmm. Uh, the, uh, like, the secret treasure chest, like, the secret little chest that you can get... Uh they're not important, like, you know, most of the time it's just coins or whatever, so that's kind of cool. It does piss me off, though, that the <laughs> very first hidden chest <laughs> is in the castle, and you basically have to know it's there already, because when Toad leads you in, like, they apparently love, design-wise, having you jump on people and using them as a platform, and apparently to get that hidden chest in the castle... You can only get it the very first time you go into the castle when Toad's taking you there, and you have to jump on that Toad to get up there, and if you do not do it in that specific time window, you are never getting that secret chest, which kind of pisses me off. That I didn't know it was there, and then I was like, dude, it keeps telling me I'm jumping all around the room. like, where is this? And I was like, I kind of assume it might be up there or something, but I don't know how to get up there, so I looked up a video. And they're like, yeah, you literally need to do this the first time or you were never getting this. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me, man? Like, And it's like, I had already done all this other shit and saved and whatever. It's like, dude, it's just coins or whatever. But I was still mad about it. I was like, fuck you, dude. What is this like bullshit game design where... But, I mean, that's a good thing, too. I mean, that's kind of where, like, uh, I... I I'm not tripping about it because with Nintendo, they don't give you like, uh, you know, trophies, right? For completion or for finding all of the hidden boxes, right? Screw that. Like, whatever. I'm moving on. Like, I don't need a, I don't need any of those boxes. I don't think I found them any, any, any way on the first time through. So like, whatever. Like the thing that annoys me though, is that like, you know, you know, it's there, right? Cause it says up yeah. in the corner, like there's a hidden box here. And like, I jumped all over that room and I yeah, was just same. like, I was in I was there like, for like five <laughs> minutes before I was like, dude, 
But I finally just broke down and pulled up YouTube, and I'm like, I'm not doing this, man. Just show yeah. me where it is. Yeah, forget that. Like, I'm out. I'm not going to spend that much time, and I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. It's done. But um, I am excited, though, that I did look it up that, you know, it's only, like, maybe, like, tw- a 20-hour game max, mm-hmm. uh, which I love. After, you know, I'm 32 hours into Sea of Stars, and I'm not <laughs> done yet, I'm loving the fact that, dude, less than 20 hours and I can be done with this game, yes, sign me up. I don't want to be trapped in it forever. Mm-hmm. No, it, uh, like, it's, it's funny, because when I first played it, like, you know 20 years ago i was like i'm trying to remember if the game was just long or it was like i just had a whole bunch of time to kill so i just did every little freaking thing in the game and i you know i think it was just both like it wasn't that long and like i just did everything because i had time so you know yeah because like i play seriously i played last night for maybe like an hour and a half and i got the first star like and i was you know well on my way to the second one and i was like wow i was like I'm really, I'm really going through this game pretty fast. So yeah, you apparently like you kind of just like get the stars pretty like. There's not like a lot of time between, like, you know, there's not like oh I need to go to this world and this world and this world and then I get to go to this one because it's like no dude you go to this one there's like one maybe little in between kind of fillery area and it's like boom you're at the next star like doing the thing getting the star and it's like all right cool like <laughs> a uh, game that respects your time I like it. Dude, I will say, man, dude, there was this one, though, where it was, like, Yoshi racing or whatever. Mm-hmm. We have to give Yoshis the cookie. I fucking sucked <laughs> at it, dude. And that shit, has been, that shit so far has been the hardest thing for me. That shit took me, like, honestly, probably about 20 tries. And I don't know why. Like, I guess I just suck at the rhythm. It's just the A-B to the rhythm, dude. And I just could not outrace this Yoshi. And it was driving me crazy. And I knew... In my heart of hearts, I'm like, dude, I probably don't have to do this. Like, this won't isn't hindering my progress in the game at all. But it was just utterly pissing me off that I couldn't do it. So I was like, no, I'm not leaving here until I beat the fucking Yoshi in a race. And I finally did it. And then it's like, cool, now you can race other Yoshi. Whatever, like, cool. Never coming back here, but I beat the one Yoshi. Like, that's all that matters to me. Nice. That's awesome. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad it's leaving a, a a pleasant taste in your mouth. I'll tell you, one thing I noticed is um, <clears throat> I was I was uh, playing Mario Wonder again with my son this weekend. Yeah, and uh, I kind of decided to take more of like a backseat approach, like just put it on one pl- single player. He wanted to play Mario. I was like, dude, it's gonna be so hard. Like, I mean, you're gonna die. You're gonna take damage. You're gonna get hit. Like, but at the same time, I was like, if he wants to learn how to play games, like let's just you know put him out there and and let him learn, right? So, you know, he got through, like, the first couple levels, and then it started to get, like, a little challenging. Like, there was, like, combos and stuff, and he's six, right? So his hands are kind of small, and those controllers, the pro controllers are pretty big, right? So, you know, him being able to navigate, like, having to hold down, like, R1 and jump and run and, like, do all those things, I was like, wow, I was like... Like, it wasn't really that challenging for me growing up, right? Like, because I had an original NES controller, so it was, like, two buttons and a directional, right? Like, there wasn't really too much... There wasn't a lot of sophistication to it. So, like, as I grew, I grew into these, like, bigger controllers because I was a bigger person. Now, like, you know, my son struggles to like find a groove because the controllers are so big and i know that there are smaller controllers out there that we could purchase for him but at the same time it's like there's now like no joke like four eight like 12 12 buttons with like a directional 
And it's like, man, I was like, to be a kid nowadays that have to like pick that up, like in like you know or the early days of gaming, like it's a little bit more challenging, right? Like you you gotta give you gotta kind of like tip your hats to the kids that are getting it nowadays, like as opposed to I don't know the simpler days of video gaming. Dude, well it's it's funny that you mentioned. Yeah, get him like the small Mad Cats controller or something mm-hmm. to like play well, on. I got uh, seriously. I got uh, my wife picked up this controller for me um, when uh, Animal Crossing came out, and it's like a Tom Nook uh, like mini controller. So mm-hmm. it's like it's for kids, and like you know, my wife thought it was like for adults. So like when I got it, I put it in my hands and showed her how small it was, and she was like, "Well, that's useless." And I was like, "No, it's great because when my son wants to start playing, or our son wants to start playing, like." You know he has a controller and you know i just have to charge it so you know maybe maybe i'll give that a a, a try but it's funny that you mentioned that because i was watching this uh youtube short about uh it's this dude who like he used to work at blizzard or whatever so a lot of times he talks about his experience working at blizzard and different shit he has to do so he was talking about at one convention or whatever i think it was for uh diablo 3 or something like they were showing it off at like a convention or something like blizzcon or something like that and he was saying that you know they had the tvs like set up with the game and like one of them had like keyboard and then one of them had like controller whatever he's like you know kids would come up and he's like dude he's like some of these kids though never seen like keyboard and mouse and it's like they just like struggled like they did not know what to do he's like okay like we need to go buy like more controllers and do the controllers then and he's like so then you know he's like went out to the best buy grabbed more controllers like hooked them up like okay like set the keyboard mouse like off the sides like here's the controllers he's like so we do that he's like and then kids come up completely push the controllers to the side and start touching the screen thinking that it's touch screen <laughs> and he's like and it clicks to me that a lot of these kids have grown up with tablets and on mobile gaming have never seen a controller so it's like to them, it's not even instinctual to like pick up a controller because all they know is mobile gaming. So to them, they're like, this is obviously touchscreen. And that's what I need to do is touch the screen. And it's just like, that's mind blowing to me. <laughs> Dude, like, yeah. I mean, like you're telling me the story and like my brain is like exploding. Like I was just like, oh my God, you're so right. Because I mean, I, don't, I can't tell you how many times you know, when traveling, like I see kids like playing, you know, multiplayer shooter games on their tablet and they're not using a controller. They're like just everything is like on the screen and they're just like swishing around like it's like minority report, like, you know, just going crazy (laughs) with it. And I was like, okay, I get it. Like, but yeah, it it never really like clicked that like there may be like not only one generation difference between like controllers and keyboards, but like a whole nother generation of just touchscreens. Right. And then it's funny because, yeah, you know, we grew up with, like, the, there's three buttons. There's, like, A, B, directional pad, like, where that's all you do. And then, yeah, there's, like, an entire, you know, generation, like, Gen Z kids grew up with, like, PS2s and PS3s and shit like that. Where it's, mm-hmm. like, okay, no, there's Z, like, L2 and L1 and there's this and this and you toggle the fucking, what, it's, like, okay. Like, so, you know, they were playing, they're like, oh, yeah, my first game was Grand Theft Auto San Andreas or whatever. It's like, okay, like, cool. <laughs> Make me feel fucking ancient. <laughs> Don't even get me started, bro. Like, seriously, like, I mean, I get it that there are some people that, you know, they're like, oh, I want my kids to play. Like, I wanted them to start on the NES so, like, they understand the history of gaming. And I know that there are those people that are out there, and that's fine. But, like, 
I want to start my kid on the NES systems just because of the simplicity of the controller. Um, and then, like, you know, like, over time, like, you know, like, training wheels. Like, okay, well, now you're done with that one. Let, you know, I got an, uh, a Super Nintendo, like, emulator with, like, 100 games on there. Like, here's the Super Nintendo controller. Now you have, like, a, you know, six buttons and the directional. You know, and then, you know, make that progression to, like, you know, a PlayStation or a, or one of the more modern controllers. But, um, yeah, it was just it was just surprising. Well, I also, like, feel like that's almost easier because, you know, you think Mario, it's like, what do you do? Like, you go right. You go right and you jump and you get to the end. That's all you do. Or it's like you play Street Fighter. What do you do? You hit buttons until the other guy's dead. Like, it's simple. It's easy. It's, like, intuitive. to Like, it may be harder, but it's intuitive to figure out what to do where, you know, you hand, like, here's, you know, I don't know, fucking this on the switch and it's like okay well there's waypoints and there's like a map and there's like all this stuff going on like side quests and this and this and now it's like oh you're online now and there's like all this stuff it's like, okay mm -hmm. it's like so far out there it's like kids not gonna know what the hell's going on like dude this went from watching yo gabba gabba to <laughs> hacking into the fucking matrix over here but, like but, they're just I mean, wandering around doing nothing because they have no idea where to go but i mean that's why lego 2k drive was like perfect for my son because like it was open world you didn't even have to do the races like you could just drive wherever you wanted to drive just as long as like you had gone to that map you could just go to like any map that that that, that they had that was open and then there were quests like i mean mow the lawns like get in your mower and just like mow the grass like that's all you had to do and like he would do that for days he would just drive all over <laughs> the place make designs do whatever like he loved that stuff and you know it was simple because like, it was it was gas when, you know, one trigger was gas, one trigger was brake, and then it was just steer. And so, you know, like, he could put it in his lap, and he could just hit the buttons and, then like, you know, move the joystick. And he loved it. Like, driving simulations is where he's at. Like, that's where he has the most fun. Mario, like, this most recent Mario, like, you have to know how to run. Like, I mean, I feel like the difficulty ramp up is a lot shorter now because, like, everybody's like, okay, you know what to expect in Mario. Like, you have to run, you have to jump, you have to, you know scoot your butt like you know do some like ground pounds and now like you know now you have like your badges so like you're gliding with your hat or like you have some other power up that you're doing that he's got to now incorporate so you know i think the the learning curve has progressed quite substantially in like some of the mario games so right yeah i, I mean it'll be it, it, you know we'll see where he goes with gaming but like he got frustrated today like he was you know i think he got to like this you know we're in the second world now and like he tried to do the first stage and there was like a little slanty area where you had to slide down and then jump and then you had to hold down like the r1 so you could use your hat to glide down and then you had to jump up like get a mushroom and then there was like this timing one where like you had to hit the flower and then like two like you know platforms showed up and they were going around in circles and you had to jump on that in time he couldn't do it like he couldn't get the timing right um, and it was frustrating to him and he must have tried it like 40 times and then he was just like cool I'm done and I was like well that's kind of a bummer experience but at the same time I was like sitting there encouraging him because like he got close like a couple times so you know I was like you know you're doing great you just got to keep going like this is how this is how your dad figured it out you know your dad got killed like <laughs> hundreds of times in in Mario Brothers before like I was able to get to like the second or third levels and he was like, oh, God. He's like, I don't want to do that. Like, can you just do it for me? And I was like, no, I can't. <laughs> yeah. 
kids nowadays. They just want to watch YouTube videos of other people playing video games. God. Exactly. Dude, I mean, that's the truth, though. And then they do go to play, and they're like, why is this so hard? And it's because like, you <laughs> never had to do it. It's like, again, it's like the Matrix where he's like, why is it like hurt to see? And it's like, because you've never used your eyes before. <laughs> that's like how it is, man. It's like because you didn't actually play it. Yeah. Like, that reminds me of the one year when Megan's brother came over. What was it? And he, he wanted to play Super Smash Brothers against me. And I'm like, you really want to do that? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay. Like, sure. And, dude, I kicked his fucking teeth in. And he was walking up and down the house talking shit. Like, he was going to beat me at Super Smash Brothers. And I was like, all right. And I laid the smack down, man. I've, like, three-stocked him. And he's just, like, he got all butthurt about it. I'm like, dude, you're the one talking mad shit. I brought you into the reality situation. You suck. Like, you want to talk the talk, man. You better go home, start practicing, come back next year and try me again. I was like, I haven't played this game in four months. Still beat your ass. Like, Damn. Like, ruining, ruining holidays over here. Just, you know. Putting the smack down, just creating it's like just, a family rift. It's just that's how it is, man. You know, <laughs> you you want to talk the talk, you better walk the walk. I'm like, he's just lucky he didn't choose Mario Kart. I was like, you you think you got your ass whooped at Smash Brothers, man? I was like, you'd have went home crying if you tried me at Mario Kart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the uh, that that one ruins families right there, dude. I, I'm gonna get my I'm gonna get I think I'm gonna get my son a uh, like so uh, Best Buy has like this whole like Super Mario plush line, and they have mm-hmm. one that's a blue shell. And I was like, oh, I'm definitely getting that one. Blue shells, oh, uh, like, just getting thrown all over the house. <laughs> yeah, chucking them at each other. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Any uh, any other games that you've been playing this week, uh, Justin? Nope, Mario RPG was it. What about you? Uh, well, let me tell you, I tried to get into some more Diablo on the Steam Deck, but every time I go to fucking load that game up, like, <laughs> there is a 53 gigabyte patch for that, every for that game. Like, almost every time, dude. Like, every time. And I don't know if it's, like, because, like, they're updating it, like, every day, and I maybe only get to play it, like, once a week. So it's, like, you know, like, at the end of the week, it, like, piles up, and it's, like, this huge download for me or what? But, like, dude, like, I swear to God, like, every – for, like, the past, like, two to three weeks, every time I've gone to down to play it, it's been, like, oh, you need an update. Okay, cool. Like, how much – how big is the update? Like, oh, you know, like, 50 gigabytes. Like, what? 50 gigabytes? Like, even with my, you know, in my fiber internet connection, it's still going to take, like, 45 minutes to download that stuff. Like, dude, what? <laughs> this is – so I just put it down and go to bed. I'm like, whatever. Yeah. I was like, go make a sandwich, go to the bathroom, go about your day, change the I mean, loads of laundry. Yeah, I mean, like, that's the one thing that kind of ticks me off about the Steam Deck is, like, I haven't figured out how, to, like, it says auto-update, right? It says auto-update and install. Every, I don't know why, like, I click yes, and I don't know why, but every time, there's always updates when I pick up my, when I pick up my Steam Deck, and they haven't been downloaded, so I'm just like, whatever. Then download them all, and then put it back down, walk away. So, Yeah. It's kind of a bummer. That's my only gripe for, from the Steam Deck right now. And Diablo. Like, your patches are fucking huge. Stop it. <laughs> Modern gaming, <laughs> am I right? <laughs> Dude, tell me about it. It's, and that's the thing is, like, that game, yeah, it's pretty, but it's not like a Call of Duty game where it's like you have these huge, like, uh, models and things that you have to take into account, right? So it's like, what are you what are you guys working on? Like, I'm, are you just, like, slowly, like, already integrating the the expansion into the game and you're just not telling everybody so like when it's finally like time for these assets to be there they're already there and you're like oh yeah like day one you can play right now and you don't even have to download it because it's already there 
They're like, we added this one new object, and it's a bucket, but it has like 120,000 polygons in it, so <laughs> it takes up like five gigs on its own. It's in the Fairy First Village you go to, so and like, you know, no matter how many times you go back there, it's always there. So now we have to add it into every frame every time you go back there for the entire game. <laughs> uh, all right, man. That, that is a bummer, though. I feel for you, Shannon. <laughs> First world problems. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah. Dude. So, uh, do you you hear some sirens? I do. There are some big sirens blaring in my ears, and it's really painful. I wish they would stop, but... (laughs) That's right. We're hitting the spoiler zone. And, uh, you know, we... Because of, you know, the FBI and the cops there, we didn't go by, you know, the trailer park. (laughs) But, uh, in the spoiler zone, we have a little, little sliver of anime hour because I got Shannon to watch the new episode of Juju Kaisen. And Shannon, what did you think? So, um, this episode was bananas. Like, this latest episode was straight Every up Every week, it's bananas. crazy. It is. But, like, uh, you know, and that's the thing is, like, I feel, I feel I'm losing touch with it because I, I like I, I've, I said this before, I understand there's there's domain expansions and there's like other people's pocket dimensions and there's veils and like it seems like there is so much going on and they're trying to compile they're just trying to give you so much information so fast that like I was struggling to keep up with like what was happening like dudes dude summons this this thing right that is like supposed to be like nobody's ever tamed it right like nobody's ever been able to like tame this thing and make it like their own like being that they can summon people have tried but like nobody's ultimately ever been able to do it but that doesn't mean that you can't pull it into your realm like doesn't mean you can't like summon it and like you know have it do some crazy ass shit while it's there so like dude summons this big ass like monster demon thing to fight sakuna and sakuna and this guy level the whole fucking city nobody lives like everybody dies like and like so you find out sakuna's like special like pocket domain or pocket dimension like basically has like it like it doesn't have any rules like the rules are like created as the universe like as he manifests it i guess is like how it goes like there's there's really no like rhyme or reason to it and then like he applied this special ability his like super ultimate ability in that pocket domain where like non like shadow you know people like just regular human beings like they get sliced up by like his ability and then like the jujitsu sorcerers they get sliced up if they use shadow magic so like everybody's just obliterated no matter who they are in this thing and i'm just like i'm struck like i'm like i just want to look at the pretty pictures like i just let me sh- show me the battle and show me like who's going to win and what's going to happen because like i i can't like understand like what you're trying to show me about his dimension it's badass like whatever it is like he has the he's 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 super strong he's badass you know he can control not only like the damage and the diameter of like his pocket dimension uh, dimension but like you know where it's applied so like dude's badass i get it but like yeah it was uh that that part was my only gripe it was like there was just so much information other than that the battle was epic like 
we find out that like some of our favorite characters aren't dead. Um, we find out some of the characters that you thought were dead that are alive are now dead, <laughs> you know? So like, you know, there was a, the, like, you were saying like in the text message, you're like, bro, like we got answers. I was like, I got one answer and I'm glad I got that answer. But like, you know, or we got two, I got two answers. I, you know, we saw how Sukuna left and we know like one of the characters that's still alive. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised. We we saw what he looked like, uh, yeah. and I don't know if he's going to be alive much longer. But he did survive because <laughs> uh, he, uh, God damn it, what's his name? I I pulled the oh yeah, uh, Kinto or mm-hmm. Nanami. Yeah, dude, he uh, is <laughs> got burned by Jogo or whatever, and yeah, his half of his body is a. Uh, charred and he was kind of doing a little zombie walk down in the uh, subway station uh but yeah it was crazy episode um megami summoned he was getting attacked by blonde hair dude who you know messed up the uh the one chick or where kurosaki mm-hmm. and he summoned the demon thing where it has a contract where once it kills its target, it would kill him. And then Sakuna ends up showing up, stopping it from killing the blonde dude because he wants Megami to live. And so he had to fight the demon to and kill it or whatever so that it wouldn't take Megami's life for summoning it. And yeah, dude, they leveled Shibuya and he did his <laughs> domain shrine expansion and his ability is severing stuff, so he was just, like, severing limbs, and the thing adapts to abilities, so it's, like, regenerating almost as quick as its limbs are getting severed, and then Sukuna busted out his, like, little fire arrow shit, and then, yeah, did his, like, ultimate, which, like, sliced literally anything that even had a semblance of, like, spiritual energy in it, and demolished (laughs) everything, and then at the end, he, uh, forced yuji to come back and he's like hey check out what i did (laughs) and just made him stand there and look at the city that's like literally like leveled for miles and miles and he punched a hole basically in the middle of japan (laughs) and then he like broke down crying realizing that he's a murderer (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh yeah vomit in uh and like basically just like raking the ground until he's like bleeding out of his hands i was like okay i mean it's like i get it but that's not the end of the season is it no i mean there's still more uh i want to say there's still like another i don't remember what episode that was but um i want to say there's like another five episodes um so i want to say yeah the season i know is almost over but dude it's just Every week, man. It like every time I think like, oh, dude, this fight is like peak. It's crazy. Like this is like some of the best, whatever. Then the next week, there's another fight, and it's just been constant, nonstop. Yeah, there's only seventeen episodes, and there's gonna be twenty four. So okay. we still have another seven episodes. All right. So it'll be interesting. I mean, there, there's these next couple episodes. You got to figure there's probably going to be a significant amount of downtime, right? Because like most of the demons, the big powerful demons are dead. Uh, or the ones well, that incited most of the drama are dead, I should say. Like there's a handful that are still alive, right? 
Yeah, like, the majority of, like, the, uh, the special grades, like, so, like, you know, Jogo is dead, Hanami and Dagon are dead, but Mahito, the guy who's all stitched together, like, we haven't got to see him fight yet, mm-hmm. uh, so I'm assuming, I'm assuming, uh, you know, that has to be coming up, and then, you know, I'm assuming there's also... You know, we haven't got to see much of the other, like, second-year kids. Like, you know, I'm sure we're going to see more Panda. And, like, I'm wondering what uh, the Clap dude, Toto, or whatever, like, where he's at. Like, we, we haven't got to see, like, any of him yet. Mm. Uh, so there's still, like, a lot of characters for them to, like, jump around to and stuff. So, you know, and, like, the, the kid who can't say actual words mm-hmm. where he has to speak ingredients and stuff like we saw he was kind of on the outside like helping stuff so i'm wondering if he's actually going to start like fighting and then supposedly the one kid from the movie is supposed to be in it too and i'm like he hasn't shown up yet so i don't mm-hmm. know if he is gonna actually show up like by the end of this or not or if he's not even coming until next season like i have no idea <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's a lot more questions and answers at this point, but uh, what they've shown us has been pretty rad. Like, I, I mean, aside from the context-heavy uh, like dialogue, I, I think the the action itself has been pretty dope. Dude, speaking of action, have you been watching Invincible? Yeah, I haven't gotten the this week's uh, yet. I, I have the uh, first two episodes. So all that's, right, the, well, that's the other thing. So I I think I'm gonna have to go back and I'm gonna have to watch. Uh, one seasons one or episode one and two again with my wife because uh she saw me watching it last week and she was like what is this and i was like oh this is invincible and she was like you're watching this without me and i was like oh man like i didn't think you were interested (laughs) but all right like let's watch it um so yeah so i heard there's some big stuff going on in the in the episode this week well yeah like so well i guess we'll put a pause then for Mm -hmm. episode three because yes episode three was very good i am very sad that you know, episode four is the last episode before next year. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a bummer. Like, you know, I'm like, oh, dude, every week I'm like, Invincible Man, it's been hyping me up. And then I'm going to have to <laughs> wait months, like, before it comes back again for the last four episodes. But at least but we that, know it's coming. Give, yeah, at least we know it's coming. And, like, for your sake and stuff, at least I'll give you time to, like, you know, watch it with your wife and, like, play catch-up because it's not like you won't be behind or anything because it, it'll be over at that point. for And then you'll she'll hopefully be up to date. So then once the second half of the season starts coming out, you guys will be able to just, like, watch it when it comes out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I am actually very interested. There, There was something that you watched last weekend that i wanted you to talk about this week i know i know we 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 were gonna wait for zach because like you know zach has had some pretty strong a pretty strong stance on this movie but you saw the marvels yes and uh and we do need to talk about it because a, a lot of people mainly the internet has been pooping on this movie quite substantially is it a poop worthy movie i genuinely thought it was really good. Uh, do, you, do you care if I go into like full spoilers for no. it? Or yeah, okay. So starts out uh, a uh, like the villain. It's your typical Marvel movie. Like the villain could have been anybody. She's basically like a female version of I can't remember what his name is. Like 
Ronan, whatever the dude from mm-hmm. the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. She's like almost like a female version of like him. Like she has like his like weapon basically, um, and whatever. So uh, it's just like you know she's just kind of there. Her whole thing is her planet. Uh, its natural resources are dried up, like their sun is dying, uh, their oceans have dried up, the air is toxic, so her people are dressed very like Mad Max-ish and stuff with like the little respirators outside, and her whole thing is she's trying to save her planet, and she blames Carol Danvers for the destruction of their planet because they were being ruled by this like weird ai thing and she like came and destroyed it and after she destroyed it like the ai was kind of controlling everything and then she's like yeah you guys are free but they don't know what the hell they're doing so like their entire like economy crashed and like whatever without being like controlled like the giving them freedom was a mistake and like it kind of ruined everyone's lives and so they called her like the destroyer or whatever and they hate her and so the chick is trying to get enough power to become strong enough to fix her planet and the thing she ends up finding is a magic bangle which happens to be the second bangle that kamala has so then you know we cut to kamala and they do the introduction for kamala is great it's just like episode one of her show where it's all hand drawn it's like her making a comic where it's like her and like captain marvel teaming up and she's like i'm your best friend kamala and you're super cool girl and we're bitching bffs together (laughs) she's like hell yeah miss marvel fist bump me like we're awesome like i love you and then they're like fighting crime where and so it's hilarious um and then while all that is going on uh you know, Captain Marvel is in space and she's investigating. There's like, you know, what the Guardians travel through, like the quick waypoints or whatever. Like, there's like a disturbance at one of them, and Nick Fury calls her and he's like, You, Carol, you need to go check this out. And uh, the chick from WandaVision, I can never remember, Cap Lieutenant, whatever, the mm-hmm. photon or whatever, she's in space as well on this ship with some other people. And she's also in the neighborhood. And so uh, there's some disturbance thing. And it's all because, like, the bangle. And they opened, like, fake quick points. And he's Nick Fury's like, go check this out. And so, like, Captain Marvel and her are checking out different things at, like, the same time. And them and Kamala, because their powers all use light in some way. Like, you know, Photon's powers is she, like, phases, can see light and phase through it. Kamala like makes like like a solid or whatever in like the crystallization thing and then Captain Marvel's power she's almost like you know has like it's like a living sun almost like with like the light and stuff so all their powers get tangled together so then when one of them goes to actually use their powers they like end up swapping places and that kind of leads into this like weird humorous situation where you know captain marvel switches places with kamala so then now she all of a sudden she's in the house and kamala's in space and then like fighting bad guys and then like her and like photon switch and so they keep switching like in the middle of fighting and stuff and then kamala's house gets destroyed as like these bad guys get teleported back like with her um 
And then they all eventually end up meeting up and realizing that, you know, their powers are all mixed up. And this is the first time that, like, Photon and, like, Captain Marvel have seen each other since, like, she was, like, little. And then Carol, like, left and, like, never came back and stuff. So there's, like, this weird kind of awkward tension between the two of them. And then, of course, like, Kamala's, like, fangirling all over Captain Marvel. It's like, oh, my God. Like, she's in my house. <laughs> and she's, like, one of the best parts. of Like, she's hilarious. And she's, like, dick rides Captain Marvel throughout, like, most of the movie. And she's like, dude... I'm not trying to nerd out right now, but and then she kind of like calms down like by the end of it, but it's still pretty great. Um, but yeah, there's actual character development like with Carol Danvers, where it's like you know this person like you know abandoned she like abandoned this like you know photon stuff. She's like, dude, why did you never come back? Like you know, mom said you were gonna come back and you just never did. And then you know she's like this all powerful like being, but that's kind of like her weakness or whatever. It's like you know as strong as she is, like she has this like you know, emotional, like, baggage, and then the shit where she, like, destroyed the planet, like, whatever this, like, world, she feels bad about it, and she didn't mean to, she thought she was saving them, but, like, in doing so, she had led to their downfall, and, like, almost murdered, like, an entire race of people and stuff, so it's, like, that's kind of, like, her weakness is, like, as strong as she is, like, she used her power, what she thought was for good, and it turned out to be for bad, uh, but, you know, they, like, team up and, like, work there. Goose is in it a lot, yep. which I love. Like, Goose, like, is up in space with Captain Marvel and, like, eats a bunch of people and, like, scares the shit out of Kamala. And <laughs> turns out Goose is a mom and gives birth to, like, a bunch of kittens at, like, Fury's little space base and stuff. And uh, there's this one part in the movie where the space, like, something it's going wrong with the base and they're having to evacuate, but like half the evacuation pods are down and they're like, dude, like the pod amount of pods, to people like we can't get everybody off the ship. So what they do is they have all the cats eat the people <laughs> and store them in their stomach. Cause they're like, yeah, you can only fit maybe like four people in a pod, but we can fit like 50 fucking cats. <laughs> and so if each cat eats like one or two people and then we just load all these cats into a pod so then there's this, like, slow, like, like, oh, oh, like, whatever scene where it's, like, people <laughs> running and, like, they're just getting devoured by these, like, kittens and shit. It's, like, the tentacles come out and drive them. Like, people are trying to run away and Kamala's, like, blocking off the hallway, like, sorry. And then they're, like, banging against it. They're, like, getting dragged into the cat's mouth and stuff. It was so funny. Uh, and there was a lot of really good, like, humor. Like, that was really funny. There's a planet that they go to where you find... You find out that Captain Marvel, uh, as like a, she helped save this planet, and as like a courtesy to them, whatever, she ends up marrying the prince on the planet, and everybody on this planet though speaks in song, and so it becomes this like Disney princess, like whatever planet where they arrive, and there's a song and dance, and Kamala's like having a great time, <laughs> like dancing around, and then she does this like ends up with this like captain marvel-esque like disney princess dress and does this dance with the prince and whatever and they're like, singing to each other while dancing like talking she's like i really need to talk to you right now like you need to evacuate this planet like you know and then she's like can we actually talk normal and then he's like yeah we can do that whatever and then kamala's like wait you don't need to sing to talk to him he's like no i'm bilingual <laughs> so there's like a lot of fun moment like it's way better than the first cap like there's actual fun moments like 
sprinkled throughout the movie. And I think Kamala helps with a lot of that, like the little planet stuff. Like that. Nick Fury has like a lot of really good like one-liner zinger stuff, which you know is more than I can say for Secret Invasion. Like it was like <laughs> classic Nick Fury was back in this movie. Uh, Kamala's parents funny as ever like they were on the space base with nick fury and like kamala's dad is trying to like sell life insurance to one of the aliens <laughs> up there and he's like yeah it's never too early to be thinking about your future he's like how old are he's like how old are you he's like dude i'm 300 and he's like perfect dude you're gonna love this he's like have you ever heard of a 401k my man and it's like <laughs> talking to him trying to sell him it's so good uh and yeah you know they beat the villain and like whatever but it's really like those fun moments and the fact that nothing drags on because of the 90 minute timeline dude it's not like oh dude we're on this planet for 10 minutes doing no it's like back to back like we did this boom now we're at this planet like oh she's gonna go to this planet next to steal their water whatever boom let's go there so it just keeps rolling which is nice like there's not just like a ton of dead time and uh in terms of post credits there is a mid so, at the end of the movie, I feel like this should have been an end credit thing, but really it's the end. Uh, so, Kamala shows up to Kate's house from uh, Hawkeye, the girl Hawkeye, where she shows up and she's like, I'm looking to put together a team. And so, Kamala's putting together what is essentially going to be the Young Avengers, mm. uh, which is awesome. Like, they've been, you know, built, like, still, like, you know, WandaVision, there was her kids, and then you had Kate and hulk and then like the young uh the young kid who was like like the black captain america like his son like there was all these sprinklings of young avengers it's like awesome like they're finally like starting like there's enough of these people now that she's finally like i want to put together a team and does like the nick fury thing and so it's like yes we might finally be getting like a young avengers type thing which is awesome and then the actual mid-credit scene is uh photon at the end has to patch up this wormhole thing which it opened to like another reality and she ends up patching it up but it gets stuck on the other side of it so now she's in this multiverse or whatever other reality and so mid credits she wakes up and she's in a hospital in the other reality and her mom's alive uh and her mom is almost like captain marvel whatever in this universe kind of like how she was in uh multiverse of madness you know she was on the illuminati team and stuff and someone walks in and i saw blue hands and at first i thought it was going to be reed richards and i was like oh dude are we getting like actual reed richards no it was fucking beast from x-men <laughs> and it was the voice the guy who did beast in the actual like you know last stand like whatever it's him and he's Ooh. like, and he was like, yeah, we found her. Like Charles wants to examine her or whatever. And it had like the X-Men like X door and stuff. So it was our first look at actual like X-Men in the Marvel universe. Nice. So I was like, yes. I'm like, it's finally coming together. Like maybe we'll get more of that in like Deadpool 3 or something. But I was like, yes, that is awesome. I was not expecting that. So all in all, like. In terms like like, I'm not gonna say like, oh, is it gonna be a top ten Marvel movie? Absolutely not. I would honestly say, it go. I think it belongs somewhere in the middle. Like, I think it's better than the last Ant Man movie. I think it's better than like most of like the last like whatever like Marvel like better than Eternals. It's better than like is it better than Black Panther? Like, 
I don't know. I, I think, you know, it's obviously funnier and like Black Panther's incredibly long. Like, you know, you're comparing like a two hour and like 20 minute movie to like was like a 90 minute whatever. But it's certainly it's one that I could honestly see myself watching it again once it's on Disney Plus. And nice. I can't say that for a lot of the Marvel movies. Like the last one I think I did that with was Multiverse of Madness. So, hmm. Okay. Well, that's good. I mean, that's a glowing review. I would take that, especially in this phase of Marvel. Like, I would watch it again. That's a pretty good sign. Yeah, the fact that I would be willing to watch it again, I think, it speaks volumes. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. Now, you have watched something else this week yes. that has a bit of a cult following. Yes, now, it does. What is it, and what did you think? So, the... This week, Scott Pilgrim Takes Off, the anime, came out on Netflix. I'm a huge Scott Pilgrim fan. I've seen the movie countless times. I have all the comics. Uh, love it. I was very excited that we were getting a anime adaptation of it. I've played the video game as well. Mm -hmm. uh, and... I'm going to go into, like, this is super spoiler stuff. Like, if you are planning on watching this, I would not recommend listening to this. Like, if you want to be surprised, uh, I would, if you want to watch it, stop right here. See you later, alligator. But <laughs> I'm going to get super spoiler with Scott Pilgrim Takes Off, because this week, I watched the anime. After watching mm -hmm. the anime, I watched the movie again, twice. And then, after watching the movie again, twice... I stayed up until midnight rereading all the comics again. So it is all the movies fresh in my mind. The anime is fresh in my mind. It had been a while since I read the comics. That's fresh in my mind because I wanted to know all the differences and like what they did good. Because like, let me tell you what. Scott Pilgrim's Takes Off took off. And it does some crazy shit I was not expecting. And that's why you should not be listening to this if you want to be surprised by this <laughs> at all. So most people were under the impression that this was going to be like a one-for-one, uh, one, like kind of like adaptation of the comic, like a more loyal adaptation from the comic into like animated form. Uh, Brian O'Malley, the author, straight up said in interviews, like this was not going to be a one-for-one one adaptation. Like there were going to be changes, but I think a lot of people thought that it was going to be that because of the way it was marketed like in the trailers it looks very much like they play a, anything from the trailer is pretty much specifically from the first episode so i think that's kind of what a lot of people thought like oh dude this is just going to be like the scott pilgrim comic translated as an anime and it has all the original voice cast from the live action movie like it has michael sierra it has chris evans it has brie larson all of them are in it um, except I think the only difference is the the twins, the Nagasaki twins or whatever, their voice actors are different, but like they, I don't think even really said like two words in the live action, whatever. So you would never fucking know the difference, honestly. So um, is, uh, is Michael Sierra Misty? Misty? <laughs> yeah. Cause he said his last, it's Michael Sarah and you call him Sierra. <laughs> okay. Look, I'm terrible with names. All right. Look, if you're along with, this is episode 270. Like you should not be surprised that I butcher names at this point. Like that's kind of my calling card. Uh, yeah. Michael Sierra missed. Um, but yes. So episode one starts out and it's almost, 
I say like verbatim for the comic. Like, you know, which if you've never seen Scott Pilgrim before, you could probably watch this and I don't think you'd be terribly lost. You'd probably be a little confused. I 100%, if you haven't seen the movie, it is also on Netflix. I would watch the movie and then watch the anime because a lot more is going to make sense and like the changes that happen and the stuff they're referencing will click a lot more than if you're just watching this the first time, never seeing anything Scott Pilgrim before. But whole premise, Scott Pilgrim, 22 years old. He's in a band called Sex Bomb. Uh, he starts dating a high school girl, um, and everyone calls him like a scumbag and whatever. And he ends up meeting Ramona, who has been in his dreams, and ends up cheating on knives with Ramona and ends up finding out that in order to actually date Ramona, he has to fight her seven evil exes and then they'll be able to actually date. So then the movie is Scott kind of one by one taking on each of the evil exes, building up to the leader or whatever. And then, you know, beats them and him and Ramona end up together. Uh, so the show first episode, very similar to the movie, you know, goes up, you know, uh, they get to like bat. There was little changes here and there, like uh, in the battle of bands, like Crash and the Boys are not in this in the movie. Like Crash and the Boys, the band plays before Sex Bomb goes on, and then that's when the first Evil X uh, comes crashing down to like fight Scott. In this anime, though, they like cancel and don't show up, so Sex Bomb just goes on, and then he comes crashing down, and the fight starts. And he's, you know, fighting Matthew Patel, who's the first boyfriend. And Matthew Patel hits Scott and he dies. <laughs> and that's the end of the first episode. And I, the look on my face, Shannon, I wish you could have seen it. Because <laughs> I was sitting there watching it with Megan and I'm staring at the screen. I'm like, what <laughs> the fuck just happened? And Megan was like, what? And I'm like, dude, Scott lost. And she's like, and she's seen the movie a a billion times right but she also has poo fish brain so she was like we i'm like <laughs> scott wins the first fight against matthew patel i'm like scott just died and exploded into money like he lost like i have no idea what's happening like this is insane like this is completely deviated from the comics from the movie like this never happened before so i'm like i don't know where this is going now and that's where it takes a turn so scott loses and after that, you do not see Scott again in the entire anime until, like, the very end of the second-to-last episode, and then he's in the final episode. <laughs> so the he's... Heck? The show's called Scott Pilgrim Takes Off, and yeah, that motherfucker took <laughs> off, bro. You do not see him for six episodes. So with, what is... So so then what? what is the filler? So here's what happens. So Scott dies, and so he's dead quotation marks he's dead uh and ramona and like everyone's like devastated they're like dude what the fuck just happened matthew patel the first boyfriend now that he beat scott uh creates a meeting with all the evil exes at gideon's lair who gideon is the leader of the he created the league of evil exes and whatever so he creates a meeting with everyone and gideon's like dude what the hell's going on matthew patel's like I beat Scott Pilgrim. He's like, I'm fucking amazing. And he's like, your plan, all this shit, isn't working. I should be the leader of the evil exes. 
And Gideon's like, yeah, that's not going to happen. And he's like, then fight me, bitch. And he's like, if I win, I'm taking the league. I'm taking your house. I'm taking your money. I take everything. And Gideon's like, fine. He's like, and if you lose, he's like, I'm going to fucking kill you. And you're never going to step foot in this shit again. He's like, well, let's fight. So Matthew Patel ends up fighting Gideon. Gideon loses. And Matthew Patel beats Gideon, takes his shit, kicks him out of the league, and is like, fuck off. And like kicks him off the side of a building. And I'm like, what is happening? Like, it is like banana shit crazy. So now Matthew Patel's the leader of the league. And Gideon, who was the leader and who was the final boss in Scott Pilgrim, got his ass beat in the second episode and is now wandering the streets like homeless and this entire time uh ramona like doesn't really know what to do and she ends up finding out that scott isn't dead like she sees scott hears scott she doesn't see him but she hears scott in one of her dreams and so she knows he's somehow alive. And so she's trying to find him and figure out what happened. And then so she ends up looking at the video footage from the fight at the club and finds out that uh, Matthew Patel didn't actually hit Scott. He got pulled through a portal like right before the hit happened. So someone kidnapped him and made it look like he died. So they like faked his death. So she's trying to figure out who took him. So in order to do that, Ramona goes down and starts confronting all the evil exes trying to figure out what happened to Scott. And that's where this takes an interesting turn is because like we didn't really get like a lot of time in the live action movie. Like in the comics, you get a little more time with the evil exes and kind of get to know them and like whatever. Uh, But we don't in the movie, you don't really get a lot of time with these people, especially Ramona like, Ramona in the main, like, movie and stuff, like, you don't really get a lot of alone time with her. She's, most of the time you see her, it's like, she's with Scott, and, you know, then she disappears some and whatever, so we don't actually get to see her all that much, but now she's, like, the main character, and instead of her whole stick, you know, in the movie is, like, running away. She dates a guy, and that's how she ends up creating the League, is because, you know, she would date a guy. She is also a piece of shit, which, newsflash, if you've never seen Scott Pilgrim, 90% of the characters in Scott Pilgrim are not good people. And that's what turns a lot of people off. They're like, oh, dude, like Scott's kind of garbage. Like, why would I root for him? And it's like, yeah, everyone knows he's garbage. Everyone tells him he's shitty person. But the majority of the people, and that's why him and Ramona are perfect together, because Ramona's not a good person either. She <laughs> has also cheated on all the, most of the evil exes were created because she broke up with them by cheating on them with the next person that she would later break up with and she runs away from everything. And so, no, no one's a good person, like, in Scott Pilgrim. And so that's kind of, like, her story is, like, she goes to these evil exes and stuff. Instead of fighting them, um, she, you know, fights, like, some of them and stuff, but she, unlike Scott in the movies where he beats them and does whatever, and that's kind of his thing, none of the evil exes die in the anime and and really in reality i guess like uh it's confirmed they don't actually die when they explode in the money they actually respawn back at home having learned a lesson so no one <laughs> apparently actually dies which in the movie that never gets explained or happens and that actually gets referenced in the anime that like yeah when you die you're not actually dead you just kind of respawn at your last location uh <laughs> but no so because the exes don't die we get to see them throughout 
the entire anime, which is crazy. And they get like these different relationships, like uh, the second boyfriend, Lucas Lee, who is voiced by uh, Chris Evans. He uh, he's an actor and does whatever, and it's like he's on like the set of his movie and doing whatever and like Ramona confronts him well he ends up like getting fired from the movie and so now he gets fired and he's essentially homeless because he has like no money now and he ends up like meeting up with Gideon and Gideon's like yeah dude I'm fucking homeless too and he's like doesn't feel so good to lose everything does it and he's like nah man and he's like Gideon's like you know what I want though he's like your friendship so then they become bros and they have this like bro down moment where they're like skateboarding together and watching anime and they get to like a paintball fight in the house and they're like wearing their like no fear shirts and fucking like beating up each other like having a blast and they're just like two like jobless dudes having fun with each other and it's like that's like a great moment and it's like a moment that you never get in like the show and one of the funny things too is like Gideon um in the comic his middle name is it's uh Gideon Gordon Graves is his like full name well you find out his real name's not even Gideon his actual name is Gordon Goose and like we never got a backstory for Gideon in the movie or the comic really like no one knew a lot about him and in this one we do and you find out that yeah he was like a fucking loser in high school by Gordon Goose and like kids made fun of him and whatever and he always wore like those shitty like no fear shirts so everyone called him fearless (laughs) and like made fun of him like he was like the cringy anime kid at the school and because of that that started like his villain arc and then he changed his name to Gideon Graves to become like edgy and stuff and then became like you know a millionaire or whatever and built the league but uh so you know we get all this like backstory that we didn't get before and then like Todd the vegan and stuff uh in the comic he ends up cheating on envy who is scott's ex the lee at dragon head whatever person that happens in the comic that doesn't happen in the movie uh but as like a reference to that in the anime he ends up cheating on envy with scott's roommate wallace so Mm -hmm. he finds out he's gay and like him and wallace are like banging on set at like the movie and something envy finds out about it and they get into like a huge fight about it so it's kind of cool that they like incorporated a lot of the stuff from the comic but in like a different way in the anime so it's like yeah scott's still a cheater but instead of cheating on the drummer of the band he's in now he's cheating with like scott's roommate uh (laughs) but yeah so the entire thing is like ramona going through trying to figure out what happened to scott and like ends up making amends with like a lot of her exes and stuff and then ends up finding out that uh, the person who took Scott is Scott from the future. <laughs> so Scott went back in time and took himself because you end up finding out Scott was like, yeah, dude, like, welcome to the future. Da-da. And in the future, he still lives with Wallace. Like, he's still like a jobless <laughs> piece of shit, whatever. And he has a virtual boy that lets you like see memories of the past and stuff. And it's funny because the memories he sees are all the events from the movie, like the actual timeline that happened. He's like, yeah, dude, we beat all the evil exes. We got Ramona. He's like, we end up getting married. He's like, and then you know what happens? We get divorced. He's like, and that's why Ramona's the worst thing that ever happened to us. We become like an ex. And he's like, so I'm trying to save you heartbreak by if I pulled you out of that universe so you can never be with Ramona and then we'll never get our heart broken. And 
so he tries to stop him and Scott's like, well, dude, your, your life like sucks though. Like we still live with Wallace. Like we're 40 <laughs> and we still live with them. And then Wallace has like a husband now and he's like, oh, like future Scott's like, oh dude, did you tell him about your husband? And he's like, dude, I don't think he's ready. And Scott's like, why? What, like what's going on? Like what he's like, what's your husband do? And Wallace is like, Scott, he's like, my husband works at Nintendo. And Scott, like, loses. He's like, dude, we get free games? Like, this shit's not. It's like, you know, the typical, like, my uncle works at Nintendo, like, bullshit. And he's just, like, ecstatic. Uh, so he's like, yeah, dude, we broke up with Ramona. Like, don't do it, da-da-da. And then we end up seeing future Ramona, and she meets with Scott. And she's like, dude, like, you just, like... Yeah, we got divorced, whatever, because we never, like, worked out our problems. Like, Scott just, like, ran away, and I ran away. She's like, but you need to go back, and, like, we need to, like, you know, fix things. Like, we can't just leave it like this. So then she ends up sending Scott back to the present, and then they're, like, oh, trying to figure out, like, oh, like, everything's kind of like a happy ending. Well, then uh, another further future Scott ends up showing he has a beard and he has like an ape he honestly looks like uh like old man ryu from street fighter he has like the headband and like an eight pack and he's ripped and he's like ramona broke my heart and he's like told fucking you not to go back not to do this you didn't listen and he's like 10 years older than others it's like i trained for 10 years and he's like never saw ramona he's like now he's like i realized you going like you were gonna go back to the past anyway and do this i have to fucking kill you and then by killing you like We'll never date Ramona. And so then they get into a fight with fucking Scott. And then even further future Ramona has to show up and stop him. And then it's like, no, this is always had like, he's like, you gave up on us. Like, she's like, you were gone 10 years and you didn't even call me <laughs> once. Like, do whatever. He's like, well, I was doing all this for you. She's like, how about you just text me back or pick up a phone? She's like, why are you so fucking stupid? Like, I don't understand. So then Scott ends up like realizing like, oh, like, this is the path I went down, like, I was a shitty person, and I need to actually, like, fix my problems and not just ignore them and fucking forget about everything like I always do. And so then he ends up back in the present. And that's what makes it so interesting, is they found a way to essentially keep the original timeline by being like, all this was supposed to happen. And, like, that's how Ramona, like, because while all this is going on too, future Ramona, like wrote a movie script and the movie script she writes is the actual Scott Pilgrim versus the world movie. And she sends it to young Neil and young Neil thinks he wrote it. And then that's like the movie they're making within like the movie within the movie kind of thing. And it's like, yeah, this is how it was all supposed to play out. But it's like, Scott didn't remember any of it. And so (laughs) she like wrote it so that it would kind of like jog his memory and mm-hmm. so, so that's what's kind of interesting is like they set it up to where there could be a season two and I think they did it really well where it's like they changed a lot of stuff yes but it's like they kept the original timeline and this is almost like an alternate timeline now so it's like I'm okay with the change like and there's still like a ton of characters that like they didn't introduce that were in the comic or whatever that they could like bring in for like season two like they could do more now that all the exes and stuff are still around they can do more stuff with like their characters so I think it was really well done. Like the soundtrack was awesome. It was done by Anatama Gucci and stuff who did the soundtrack for the video game. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And apparently, there's also, uh, like, you can watch it in Japanese with English subtitles, and there's, like, actual Japanese voice actors, which I obviously watched in English with the, like, actual movie cast, but apparently they got, like, banger people to do the Japanese voice acting. Like, uh, Lucas Lee, Chris Evans' character, uh, you know, they brought Chris Evans back to do the voice, but you know who does his voice in the Japanese dub? The same guy who does the voice for Gojo. So I'm like, dude, I'm like, I kind of want to watch it again in Japanese now just to hear the Japanese voice acting because apparently they got like a A tier like anime voice actor lineup for the voice acting. So that's pretty nice. dope. That's awesome. So you two thumbs up. It's a recommend. Yes. Two thumbs up. I recommend. It's one of those where it's like, I definitely want to watch it again. Uh and, you know, it's only eight episodes. Each of them are, like, 30 minutes long. So it's, like, two and a half hours. It's kind of like Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Like, you know, two and a half, if you got two and a half hours, you can, like, bang it out in an afternoon. Um, or, you know, just watch, like, you know, three episodes a night, whatever, and you'll be done with it. Cool. That's awesome. So. Well, uh, that is that has been some meat on that spoiler zone bone. Um should we table Loki for when uh, Zach finally decides to join us? Yeah, if and when, you know, if they can, like, <laughs> reincarnate Zach at Disneyland and bring him back, you know, I know Zach will definitely want to talk about Loki. Yeah. And uh, hopefully, maybe by then, you'll uh, be caught up on Invincible and we can talk about some episode three of Invincible. Oh, bro. Like, it'll be done, like, next week. Like, by the end of Thanksgiving weekend. By the, the time we record next, I will have caught up on everything. Perfect. So, everything. you know what, Shannon? Why don't you land this plane? You know what, guys? Thank you for listening to another episode of That Pixel Life. Uh, in the Discord this week, let us know what your favorite Yankee candle is. Or not Yankee candle, just any kind of candle. Like, what's your, what's your scent? What's your smell? What are you feeling? Um, yeah, uh, join us on the Discord. Uh, we're not really uh, too active on the Facebooks anymore. You can find us on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, uh, leave us a five-star rating anywhere you download or hear our podcast. We'd appreciate it. Leave some comments. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. Um, yeah, uh, I think that's pretty much it this week. Uh, tease and peace to your boy, uh, Zach, who's uh, trying, to make it a, trying to make a strong run of uh, not being on the, uh, the podcast. But uh, we're not going to replace him just yet. Not Jordan. Hold on. Like, just pump the brakes, <laughs> Jordan. All right? So, uh, Justin, if Robbie was here. What do you think Robbie would say? Robbie would say, Hey guys, I went and saw the Marvels and I tell you what was one of the best movies I've seen in my whole gosh darn life. I give it five out of five Robbies. <laughs> oh man, you and you and Justin, man. Justin and Robbie. Like, can't trust their reviews. Can't trust them. <laughs> 